welcome to a perfectly acceptable <laughs> year in podcast hosted by the Comics Place um, in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, the U.S. is premier comic place podcast yes. from the comics place so it's definitely the best one that the u.s has to offer coming from this shop so far best one so far this year so far this year for sure <laughs> uh, where every tuesday we would normally go grab a whole bunch of books and uh you know count them sort of spoilers we actually did that today because it's a tuesday on the day that we're recording this however that's not why we're here today heck no we're here to ring in 2018 and flush the turd that was 2017 down the porcelain throne um i'm jeff and my resolution this year is to kick that nasty crack habit Ooh, i'm django and my resolution this year is to keep jeff doing crack I'm, I'm Roman, and my resolution was to make no resolutions, and I've 100% succeeded so far. <laughs> I'm Brayden, and uh, I'm going to try crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brayden, you are funny. You are funny. Who would have thought? I'll, I'll just give you my old crack. <laughs> Roman's just got a bunch of residual old crack. Used yeah. crack. It's I didn't use this in 2017, so here. Here you go. I resolved to use it in 2017, and I forgot. So I guess we're here to talk about our favorite stuff in 2017, I think of which we all have long, long, long lists. Oh. Well, thanks for being here all year, you guys. We did a whole year of podcasting. Gosh, this we is did. the first full year of wow. podcasting we've done. Yeah. This is like the 64th or so. This is like, yeah, 64. We've still got like four unpublished ones from the oh, first like man. couple months. We've got a couple extra ones. This is an extra one. So this isn't an official episode. We're going to find out if iTunes lets you uh, have a .5 in your number count that oh, they just started man. letting you do. Oh, oh, gosh. So I hope that you guys have all <laughs> thought about the things that you know and love and appreciated this year. I am super insecure about my list because <laughs> oh. um, when you read as many things for an entire year as we do, I think it's very easy for me particularly to forget a lot of things. So yeah. I am oh, yeah. sort of bound by, uh, you know, the time sphere in that I can remember the last couple months really well and 12 months ago not as well <laughs> mm-hmm. i flipped through a big old list of uh things that came out this year and uh i don't know if, if all of mine are actually started and finished in 2017 but uh there were some good comics this year you guys i guess let's just start this whole thing off by hearing from young master ty presto <clears throat> hearing about his favorite writer artist series and issue of the year Ty, go. Ty Presto, 2017. It's under our belt. It's done now. Yeah, it was a great year in comics. So Ty, but you're you're a, listen. You're a social savant. You're putting the puzzle pieces of the universe together. You do know what you're talking about. Just 2017. <laughs> oh, stop. It. Writer of the year. Who do you got? Tom King. Tom King. Tom King, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, I so here here was a. A, I, I call it maybe a religious moment the other day. I was like, I was looking at my shelf of all the picks that I made. And I was like, why do I have so many Tom King things? I think he's all right. <laughs> so like, I kept like looking at all these things. And then, do you remember the Dark Side War? Oh yeah. Do you remember when all the Justice League members got power of gods? Oh yeah. Do you remember the Green Lantern one? Yeah. I loved that issue so Did much. Did he write that? He wrote it. Oh wow. And it was just right there. I was like, oh my god. He that like, like that name totally went by me when that came out because that was the end of New Fifty Two. So that was he didn't have that big of a name for himself over at DC yet. So it was just like he was doing Grayson at the time. But I just it blew my mind, and I was like, I think I'm in love with Tom King. Yeah, Batman's Fire, Miracle Man. Yeah, oh yeah. Anything he's putting out is just so good right now. Um, yeah, I couldn't. 
I couldn't agree more. He there's an argument to be made for that maybe being what I'm gonna say, which I don't know yet, and I have to record a podcast about that like tomorrow. <laughs> so I gotta get my answers in the can. Um, so then artist. Now this is the tough one. Um, I want to go Ethan von Skyver. Oh, I really like his art. Wow. I I've loved it ever since Green Lantern Rebirth. Uh, and to see like he only does like five issue arcs once in a while on Hal Jordan and the Green oh, yeah. Lantern Corps. But I just look forward so much to those like specific he, arts. He was like a a big artist for the whole Jeff Johns run, right? Yeah, he, he was. And did he do Blackest Night? He, him, and Doug, is it Monkey, 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 they did it off and on. Okay. So yeah, I mean, most of anything coming out of Jeff Johns, Green Lantern, Ethan von Skyber is like synonymous with it. So. Oh, okay. I think his art looks a little bit like Ivan Reese to me, which is not a complaint at all. Oh, yeah. Ivan but Reese is great. I heard that Ivan Reese and Brian Bendis are going to be doing Superman together. Did you hear about that? I, I heard that as a rumor. Yeah. Um, I I also heard that Brian Michael Bendis might not be a writer. He might be a consultant. Well, he almost died like in the last yeah. week and a half. He got MRSA, and he went like blind, and he was in the hospital, and thank god you're okay brian Michael yeah Bendis. um but yeah he might be loosening the the workload and just be a consultant for a little bit would make sense to me yeah i i also heard a rumor that he'd be on legion yeah uh, but i would rather have hickman on legion yeah i he wants to do a legion book he's been hinting at it on twitter for a couple years now oh, so god i love you jonathan hickman yeah i know he's on hiatus on all those books mm-hmm. anyway so yeah he's got to be working his ass off on something so ethan van cyber okay I, I can never it. tell it's Skyber or Cyber because I wouldn't worry about being right, baby. Okay. It's all it's it's 2017. The the rules uh, for reality have shattered. It's yeah. chaos on the streets. There's thank God you're here, social savant, putting the pieces back together. I'm in here with you. <laughs> That's all I could really hope for. Um, so we've got lots of monthly comic book series. What was your series of the year? Okay. Mr. Oh gosh, M- folks, he is looking. He just looked around. He made sure no one was watching. Mister Miracle, only because. Southern Bastards didn't come oh. out with their finale when they said they would. Dude, I, I was telling somebody yesterday about talking about this list, and I was like, man, I would say Southern Bastards, but I think we only got like two or three issues this year, so yep. it, just not enough to say that it was an ongoing. It, I mean, I picked it up around 12, and since then they've had five issues, and that was, yeah, two, that was like years two years ago. ago. Yeah, God. It's like, oh my God. That's like, so good. We don't hold like, it against ah, them. Why can't there be more? Like, But Mr. Mirror. Mr. Miracle, without a doubt. Four like, issues so far? Wait, there's been five now. Never mind. Five issues. Gosh. It is... Th- those are one of those issues like where I just read so slow. Mm-hmm. And time just like ceases to exist around me. Right. And I'm like, why isn't there more pages in this book? I can't wait for next week. And it's something different each week. Uh, specifically, number five was just heart-wrenching, oh, yeah. to say the least. And four was like... Yeah, four. And, like, and it's, each issue, I feel like it's gotten better, but they've oh, all yeah. been like top-tier. Oh, it's and Mitch Garrett's art on that. Oh, yeah, him and uh, Tom King together on Sheriff of Babylon and this. Now it's just I still haven't read that, so I gotta get it in me. I just read the first issue today. Actually, good. it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I I'm really enjoying it. There's like a hardcover of the whole thing coming out, so I'm just gonna do that. Yeah, I just checked out the volume one and two, and yeah, I'm just getting through those when I have the downtime. I want them. Um, single issue, 2017. The whole thing distilled distilled to a single drip of sweat from your brow. The answers they're very serious now. Mr. Miracle number five. Oh, the oat 
joke. No, I, I don't know why I said that. Mr. Miracle number five was your favorite single issue of the year. Oh, without a doubt. Like the covers, the the mm -hmm. emotion in it, not to give any spoilers away, but just the scenario of just like the the story itself is just, like I said earlier, just heart-wrenching. And then you're taking in the context of everything that happened to it. Just like, I guess Tom King just does relationships better than anyone. He mm -hmm. did it good on Vision. He did it good when there's like, Batman and Catwoman, and just like the last day on Earth for Mr. Miracle and his wife is just Big Barty. Yeah, it's just so just who I love. Oh, and she's drawn beautifully. Oh yeah, like you know, um, I just love the emotion. I love the use of the nine panel mm -hmm. that he's been using throughout every one of the issues. He also did it on the button. Uh, it's I don't know. I, I love Mitch Gerard's artwork on it too. Just mm -hmm. like the 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 look at the reactions. Most like the the nine panel is pretty much more or less the same frame uh -huh. each time. It's just their heads are different with different expressions. Yeah, their heads will be like the same, but the facial expression will just subtly. I think he's like the master of subtlety. Oh, he's so good! It's one of those books in which you read and focus on one character the entire time, and then read again and focus on another character, That's... and you can see just the projector trajectory of the narrative going through both of their heads at the same time, based off the subtle expressions <laughs> that they have. Beautiful, beautifully written, beautifully drawn, phenomenal book. Awesome tie. 2017, that's a wrap. The puzzle's almost complete. You, uh, you've, you've flossed your teeth with the scum you've, uh, of the streets. Thank you for keeping everybody safe outside the store. Of course. Uh, it's been wonderful to have you on the team. Ty, I think there's only one word to, to summarize this whole thing. I think we both know what it is. It's dope. Thanks for being dope, Ty. God, this guy, this guy. Cheers to you, man. I <laughs> Thanks, was like, buddy. well, I, I honestly didn't know, but oh, it's, <laughs> it's dope. dope. It's dope. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Ty, good list. Um, I hope the editing process goes well for Jeff <laughs> <laughs> in getting all these interviews in here. Uh, I think that there's going to be some overlap <clears throat> yep. in his list and everybody's lists. Um, so I guess let's start by talking about favorite writers. Anybody want to go first? So most of – oh, Braden looked like he was going to go first. No, I was just – Oh. I was just uh, scanning the horizon. Battle mode. He, puts a, he always, before he answers the question, puts one hand just above <laughs> his brow and gazes very seriously. He looked at me! When answers... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I have, like, multiple multiple things written down for every one of these so categories. So do you do a decision and a runner-up? Except for this one. Okay, okay. Tom right. King. Yeah. Like... Like, no no question for me, partly because he seems to have mostly just kind of happened mm -hmm. uh, and, like, really stepped into his his comfort zone or his something awesome in, in the last in, in the last six months or so. Yeah, I will just say that he is also my writer of the year, oh. and I would... I would agree, and I was like, I think Justin and I were like both initially very resistant to him when he started his Batman run because there were so many people that were really, really hyped about it, and Justin and I, I don't think either of us had like really read anything from him, possibly at all, or particularly that like really inspired us. I guess I shouldn't be talking for Justin, but um, <laughs> he's not here, so I will. Uh, yeah, so... I think he sort of started slow with his Batman run, but right around the time that Mr. Miracle started coming out, his Batman run also just, like, kicked it up. Yeah. And I I would say that, like, his two regular books are, like, both had a real chance of being my series of the year. Like, mm -hmm. he, um, 
Yeah, like there, just something about his voice, and like after he, I think he sort of really found those shoes. I think that he just killed it. Was Vision 2016? 2015 and 2016. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he did Vision. He did Sheriff of Baghdad, Babylon, and Omega Men. And Omega Men. Yeah. And all those predate. I think Sheriff of Baghdad, Babylon just ended the most recently out of all those. Okay. What do you guys have? I almost <clears throat> I almost went Tom King, also. Ooh, we got a um, defector. But yeah, yeah, since you guys both said that, because yeah, his Batman run started off. But I guess that was 2016. Mm-hmm. He was doing Batman. He's still writing mm-hmm. this year, though. His, his weak issues of that. But yeah, I've loved his. I'll, I'll, but I'll say Jason Aaron. Oh yeah. <laughs> for for Thor and um, <clears throat> Star Wars. Oh yeah, I wasn't even thinking Star Wars, but Southern <laughs> um, Bastards. Um, the Southern two Bastards. Or three issues we got this year. Yeah. Yeah. Of which he wrote maybe one or two. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, Mighty Thor, that's one of my favorite series. So. He's just, yeah, I think any year he writes, he's, he should be in the running for Best Writer. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, a lot of, like, yeah, two spots on my list are basically what they are because Southern Bastards only came out, like, two or three issues this year. Yeah. If, if that had been an even slightly more regular book, um, he there that probably would have been my favorite series and favorite writer because, yeah, he's couldn't agree with you more yeah i'm mean, just like, the way he balances like in thor the mythological battle stuff her personality the cancer I mean, it's all so nicely balanced nothing's given short shrift it all feel it's all well told also he's never used the term short shrift in a book which i think is a plus <laughs> you don't like that term no i like it a lot i use that more with um well you know it's <clears throat> gotta be my boy jimmy t.i.v mm, really Tinian the fourth okay so what has he done that uh they got you this year. Uh, Detective Comics really got me into it. Um, Eugenic was also really good. Um, he's done a handful of stuff. I bought Backstagers. Uh, I which forgot I, that he did Backstagers. I haven't read it yet, but it's drawn by Ryan Sai, who I also really like. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. But I didn't know Backstagers was him. Yeah. That boy just can't stop writing. No, he's... Well, he also, I, I think he's got an awesomely wide writing voice Mm -hmm. like uh, i would say eugenic detective and backstagers are all very different very much so um yeah he's very adaptable to whatever he's writing and he but like it doesn't ever feel like he's watering it down to like tell a different story or like to match a different format he feels comfortable and like proficient in any setting he's writing and they're always enjoyable whenever i pick him up um Really looking forward to seeing what else he does in the future, and I hope he, like, he's on Detective Comics, which is, like, a big title, Yeah. but typically less big than, like, the Batman main series now, but I'm hoping he writes even more. He he did, uh, he wrote on some of the metal issues, like uh, Batman Lost and yeah. stuff. He builds worlds really, really fast and really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah, that's that's a cool answer. Plus, he's bringing back all these cool, weird '90s characters in Detective Comics, like Azriel and Spoiler. And um, okay, well, let's talk first, then secondly about our wonderful Ashton. God, oh, what about good decisions 2017 had? We got an Ashton Luke Harris working at the store. Yep. Sure yeah, did. Yeah, the redheadedest tall boy in the store. He's he's a saint. He, He's a killer. For anybody who doesn't know, Ashton was just kind of a kid that was in the store for like 
more hours than a lot of the people that work here each given week. And we finally <laughs> just realized that we probably had to start paying him because <laughs> he had become more useful than even I. Uh, so, so let's hear from Ashton here, his top four things of the year. Ashton, go. Ashton, welcome aboard, buddy. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here up in the office. Yeah. The, it makes us feel real important up here, doesn't it? It's a nice little special spot. It's, that's what we call it, the nice little special spot. Um, Ashton, 2017. We got a wrap on it. It's it's closing up. It's New Year's Eve, the day that we're recording this. The bow above the wrap is about to be tied. Tied. Knocking the arrow. Pulling yeah. the string. 2017 is about to be let out into the ocean. The hero's journey for the arrow. Um, listen. As as this year is coming to a close, you're our, you're a boy on the street. You're our, our man about town. The you're that that youth vote. What were the kids into this year? 2017. What were what were the what were the hot trends in the in the in the junior high and high school arena? Mm, I can't say that everybody around me would agree, because I happen to hang around people older than me. That's true. You do. Yeah, but. Uh, I had a few comics in mind that I really loved this year, whether it be the person behind the book making it. Good segue. Good. Gosh, you're born for radio. You're born for radio. This podcast will be yours one day. Um, so then speaking of that, who was your favorite writer 2017? What do you got? Writer. In the docket. Comics. Go. When you got all these different types of poodles, they got different haircuts. It's hard to choose. Absolutely. I had some contenders, but all in all, it was Colin Bunn's on sound that got me. So that was your favorite writer of the year, is, is yeah. Colin Bunn? Colin Bunn. Okay. So would you describe yourself as a bun boy? Based on the book that I had read, yes. Okay. And I do like a, a nice steam bun okay. from a dim sum place. <laughs> but... Uh, I haven't read many other Cullen Bunn things, uh -huh. so I'll have to see what he offers in 2018. Uh -huh. He had a lot to offer in 2017. He, yeah, put, he I think did. he like he and Jeff Lemire like I feel like had more books than anybody. Jeff Lemire released like three hardcovers. Yeah, Cullen Bunn released like nine or ten series. So you've got a lot of room. I would say he gets a special point for being so prolific this year. Yeah, um, Jeff Lemire was the runner-up. Gosh, you like a you like a high output. Um, okay, so then artist of the year. Which Ooh. artist just stole it for you, and why? Well, there was a book that came out this year called Extremity. Ooh. It was by a very nice man named Daniel Warren Johnson, who I had met at last year's Emerald City Comic Con. The book had started in 2016, but the thick of it was in 2017. Oh. And his art is very nice <laughs> because he uses good colors and violence is never nice to look at, but the way he makes violence happen is a little easier on the eyes. Daniel Warren Johnson, because you can make horrible things pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I follow him online and it's very he does cool stuff he's an he's incredible always, artist yeah, he's always doing great commissions of like totally different stuff for people yeah um okay so you just named a couple series that sort of influenced your previous picks yeah what was your favorite series of the year what was your favorite ongoing comic book to be reading month in and month out well it surprised me quite a bit 
I didn't know about the book at all before it was coming out, and I only knew about the writer through unintentional reading of his work. But Generation Gone mm. was the book that baked the cake oh. for me. What kind of cake was it, Ashton? It was a chocolate vanilla maple cake. Oh, the maple in there just tipped that chocolate vanilla cake over. Yeah. Um, Generation Gone all around just kind of blew it out of the water for me. Um, the The art was very good by a guy I can't pronounce the name of. Yeah. Um, uh, Alish Cott. I'm now a fan of his work. Uh, I didn't know I'd be reading anything of his besides Zero, and I hadn't even paid mind to the writer at the mm-hmm. time of reading that one. Um, uh, it's only There's only five issues right now, and it comes back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the way that he wrote it, each issue felt like three because so much would happen. And he, like, used the front cover as a page and yeah. the back cover as a page. Like, that, I loved how that issue, like, those issues came out. Yeah, me too. And uh, I was able to read issue number one on a Tuesday, thanks to Jeff, because I had helped out. Oh, that's true. You had helped out that day, so you got to reap the benefits of getting to read your books a day early. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so we got writer, we got artist, we got series. Single issue, 2017 show-stomping number. What was it? What was the single issue, the sherry on the cake, the the icing on our crown? Uh, mm. This metaphor is getting lost. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, for, my other, for my other categories, there was a little bit of consideration, but I knew immediately when I found out about this category that Deadly Class number 26 would be oh. the crown on the throne. Tell me which one 26 was, because I'm not really good at associating uh, numbers with the issues. Now, just so everybody knows, there are spoilers in this Yes, recording. spoilers. I'm sorry if you are upset by that. We'll get a good warning out there uh, yeah. at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, in Deadly Class, issue 26, um, I believe it's revealed that Marcus is not dead. That was, yeah, okay. um, that was a great reveal. Great single issue. It was its own self-contained small little story. They start out in a mansion with bodyguards, and they're cleaning the toilet, and then... The toilet? The toilet explodes. Oh! And uh, there's great action in that issue, and just general movement and resolution. Really worked out in that one. Mm. Mm. I do love that book, Ashton. Me too. Okay, so Ashton, those are great answers. Well done. Thank you for being a part of this. I need me. to return. Student, man about town, you're our eyes and ears on the youth culture. You're our, you're our shoe into that. What were the youth doing this year? Was it, was it all fidget spinners? Is that what I hear it is? Is it all fidget spinners and vaping? Yeah, not me. Oh sure. I'd personally be at home either uh, playing a nice game or reading a reading a paper book. Is it still Plants vs Zombies? What are they doing out there? I I I think myself, I'd say Bloodborne. For others, probably uh, Destiny Two. What's going on at the schools, Ashton? What are the kids doing? What are they talking about? While the teachers pass out that paperwork, some of the students look at it. Some of them write on it. Some of them completely disregard it. Okay. Okay. Okay, those bastards. 
just do the work, I say. Yeah. So you would say that 2017, the, the kids were just really into avoiding work. 2017's full of blossoming minds. <laughs> Ashton, that's a great audio bite to go out on. Thank you for being at the shop. Thank you for finally becoming an employee. We love you here. You're wonderful. You're like the heart of the store. You're the future of this generation. Uh, you get those kids to keep blossoming. Get get to their nose to the grindstone and quit fidget spinning and vaping. Uh, gotta stop it. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll see you soon. Have a good one. Thank you. Ashton. Oh, gosh, we love you. Oh, wonderful boy. Wonderful boy. Wonderful boy. Um, I guess that brings us to our artists. Artists. 2017. A lot of people drew pictures this year. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people roaming. What? This is this is really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I just changed in my head. I just changed my favorite writer to dance. It's really hard because <laughs> uh, Frank Quietly didn't do any interior right. art this year. Right. So. But I changed my favorite writer to Dan Slott because I realized, you know, Jason Aaron didn't write anything that made me cry. Dan Slott did it like three times. Yeah. Did you just change your ch – you, do we go back in time? <laughs> yeah. But no, right. we're doing artists. Roman's favorite writer is Dan Slott, Back to the Future. <laughs> artist, I, I – I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't. I couldn't narrow it down to a favorite, one single favorite. Artist. If you can do like what you think is a favorite and a runner-up, if you can just give uh, us that, okay, okay, we can make it pass. Oh God! And everybody gets to do a runner-up this year. All right. Jeez. Does it have to be interior? Oh, I, um, I assumed it did. I guess you could do cover artists if okay. if you wanted oh, to do that. Um. Well, I assumed. I assumed I was limited to interiors so oh god i'm gonna uh, i think i'm gonna go with russell dowderman on mighty oh, thor he was up there as my favorite yeah. and mike alred is my uh, oh. oh god as my runner-up but yeah. i really like nicola scott on black magic jeez <laughs> that's cool i love that this conversation is just bringing up some things that i didn't i don't associate black magic i didn't really know that any of us were reading black magic i had, I had totally forgotten how cool the art was in that yeah, yeah. i love that really art. neat yeah. yeah and you get like you know three issues a year or something but mm -hmm. yeah but it's like black and white painted with color bits yeah it's very nice yeah i like that what do you got Braden? um i got i got a, i got a tie here tie presto yeah tie presto can draw a mean person yeah <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> i have andrew mclean mm. of headlopper fame mm -hmm. and hendry Prasetia, who was writing on the main power rangers series or oh. who was drawing on that and is also now drawing on god complex okay um andrew mclean I only I'm, I'm including him a lot also just because that was one of my favorite series, but isn't the one I picked. But just like beautiful, like colorful, clear art. Yeah, very like cartoon, issue. but very clear. And it's just like it made like a Conan comic like bearable. Like that whole story mm -hmm. was just like Conan without like the rapey and racism stuff like yet he's probably got another arc coming yeah i i know he is <laughs> like and i love that they've been quarterly like you know mm -hmm. so that we've like i've no they've, they've never been delayed but they've just taken their time and i'm always willing to wait for like good products like that slow slow story so yeah it's it's been super rewarding every time um then Hendrik Prasetja, who just 
brought like Power Rangers like so much life. And then like through like Kyle Higgins like time travel stuff just like created so much cool design work for this like future post apocalypse Power Rangers world just like made it cool and made adults who liked it as a kid mm-hmm. like I I feel like and I don't think it got significantly worse when he changed but it was noticeably not as awesome but he did like mm-hmm. just an awesome job of like <clears throat> making me feel about the Power Rangers the way I felt as a kid but like yeah. not just making it the same but just like this mm-hmm. state of like awe and they're all like super sexy yeah and not like overt sexuality but just sort of like every one of you is really cool yeah it's like <laughs> they're all like you know wearing tights so like you yeah. can see like you know their muscle like they're buff like as opposed to like the show where it's just like these dudes wearing these weird costumes running around and like guys in giant robot suits which were awesome when i was a kid right. and i would still love to see more of that but like just the way he brought my like childhood nostalgia so much like life and color and uh, it was beautiful and he's doing a god complex right now which so far i'm a little on the fence about the story but like that was the same dude doing the power ranger it is god that book has that same super cool and hot yeah that's um uh, yeah i haven't been following it super closely for the story but and i keep thinking about dropping off but then i look at the main character and he's so pretty yeah and then, like, they do all this cyber stuff where they go into, like, a virtual reality thing that's, like, all these cool colors and, like, very cool design. And it's really good. I like Andrew. Um, well, I guess it's up to me cool. now. Um, not, like, up to me. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're up to me mm-hmm. now. Um, and I, I, I have two and... Man, I feel worse about this decision than any other one because I really do feel like there's something that I'm forgetting. Like, I, I really feel like there's an artist that... But none of my, like, favorite, favorite artists had ongoing books this year or really had much output. So there's, like, Frank Quietly I would want to put up there. Like, Nick Patara mm-hmm. I would want to put up there. Um, it's Yeah, cause writers just always seem to be... Because it's easier quote-unquote easier to like write more right. than draw more and and west craig is really high up there um all red there's something to be said for that but i the decision i made um is mitch garrett's mm-hmm. and uh i would say that that is a lot to do with miracle man and then mr I, miracle sorry thank you <laughs> miracle. come on we, we've Django. all done it <laughs> we've all done it uh, i also love alan moore's work on miracle man this year mm-hmm. uh yeah no sorry mitch garrett's work on <laughs> mr miracle uh i think is like absolutely astounding and then also his two issues on batman and i i hope that was this year it was like 14 and 15 it was probably it had to be this probably year snuck in there yeah i think it was this year but like the rooftops arc yeah um if it were mr miracle alone like that's what I was sort of trying to test the merit of like earlier today and and I do think that he could have passed on that but with like the Batman art and our customer Jay who's been on the podcast gave me a print of his of Batman and Catwoman on the rooftops Man. and it's just like so breathtaking um and I do think that last minute change up for my runner up artist of the year is going to be uh Tyler Jenkins mm. For nice Grass pick. Kings. Yeah. And I was going to say Andre Araujo, whose art I loved, and I think there was some really beautiful stuff, but ultimately, like, an artist that got me to, like, slow down, and that's really what I want 
Like, I really, really, really want a comic book writer or artist to, like, cause me to slow down since I just rushed through so much of my life. Um, Grass Kings, like, that art just has these moments where I don't think that you can, like, look to find extra things in it. You can just sort of pause and, like, become one with that moment. And and his work in Grass Kings really did that. So he would be my runner-up, uh, but Mitch Garrett's uh, subtlety, character work, that the he's doing his own colors, like, all of that, he's blowing my mind i had two cover artists for my mm. for my favorites yeah uh one of them's nick darrington oh god i he's mm. he's been killing it on the covers for and miracle Doom Patrol. man he killed mr miracle Doom yeah well yeah he did he did a really good job in doom patrol but the like the graphic design on the covers for mr miracle mm-hmm. um that's that's what gets me on those um, but I think I, I think I would have to give it to um, Bill Sienkiewicz, mm. who just every time there's a Bill Sienkiewicz cover, I want to possess it. <sighs> I think today's was great. Which yeah, one the one that there? came out today, it's Rick on the cover of Walking Dead. Oh yeah. Um, but as far as last year goes, I don't know. Like I I even like his Deathstroke covers, and I don't <laughs> like I don't care about Deathstroke at all. But I'm tempted every time there's a Deathstroke yeah. or a Harley Quinn cover that he does. I saw this one or two. Rad. Yeah, I saw Deathstroke. Well, like, oh, a couple years ago, that. he did that one of uh, Elektra on the on the Daredevil. Uh, it was like Daredevil number five, I think, or number fourteen. It's just like Elektra in the foreground and Daredevil like way behind her under an archway. It's gorgeous. Um, and not only that, like he's, well, that, that series that you sent me a link to Jeff, he's, yeah, he's, he's doing, doing like Twitter, monsters, like, the monsters of 2017. So like all these horror, like Harvey Weinstein and, and Trump and all these people, he's doing like daily drawings of all the, like the monsters of 2017. And they're, and they're so, so grotesque. Good. <laughs> yeah. Just like they're made out of pimples and burps. It's amazing. If I had to pick a favorite interior artist, it'd be Mitch Garrett's maybe Lee Weeks. For this year, because they both, both similar styles, but they've just both nailed everything they've tried to do. Who's the artist on Moon Knight right now? Jason Burroughs. I really like him. I don't know that I would give him uh, yeah. top billing for the year, but his he definitely is doing something special right now. Yeah, I was just thinking of uh, Django artists. You think Jason Burroughs looks like that? Do you think the Luna Brothers look like action figures? I don't know what I think the Luna Brothers art looks like. Action figures is is in there, like posed paper so dolls on a like computer. Very flat, smooth. Um. So anyway, yeah. Let's hear from <laughs> Trevor. Uh, Trevor, you got a top top list of things. Let's hear it. Trevor, you're a sweet, sweet boy. Oh, thank you. Welcome to the fold. 2017. We put it in the, the, the can, the, the satchel, the Santa satchel. We threw it over our shoulder. We're moving around. We're tossing out just uh, little presents that embody our favorite moments of the year, our 2017 bag. So I'm asking you, uh, Trevor Claus, yes. please open up this Christmas, New Year, year-end satchel and unpack with me a couple of questions. For sure. Can you tell me your favorite writer of the year? Who just took the cake and, uh, and made it his own this year? For me, I think my favorite writer had to have been Tom King this year. Okay. Um, I wasn't really big into Batman as much as my roommate Colton was, but, I mean, anytime he'd throw an issue down in front of me and tell me to read this, I would just be kind of blown away with, like, how well the writing was done. Ever since he started 
Um, I wasn't really big into the very first six issues, but when he uh-huh. got to the I Am Suicide, I Am Bane run, it just started taking off for me. And I haven't had an issue that I've read from the Batman series um, since DC Rebirth now where I haven't been just impressed with how he writes Batman, how he writes the ki- like the Robins, the characters, and the villains. It's just been a- phenomenal. It's like stupid, stupid good. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's in- it's ridiculous. Tom I- King is. I know. You're not the only person to report that as just your favorite writer of the year, and I don't think you'll be the last. <laughs> um, gosh, okay. So then we got the writer, the okay. guy baking the cake. Who's decorating the cake? Artist of the year, putting it on the platter, making you want to it up. For me, oh man, I would, if I could combine Tom King with an artist, I really liked Chris Bacalo. Yeah, Bacalo. Bacalo. Yeah. Um, We're all doing our best. When I started collecting Doctor Strange last year, I just really fell in love with the art, like the cartooniness of it, uh, the colors, just how well he drew weird and like gross stuff for like the magic stuff that was happening with Doctor Strange. And I didn't realize I already had seen his art before when I was looking at Uncanny X Men. With Cyclops and that, and then he now he's doing the Dead Man, uh, Deadpool, Spider Man stuff, and just I just I love I love the art, I love it so he much. He did uh, Wolverine and the X Men with Jason Aaron. Oh, when Jason Aaron started that series. Oh, so those two guys, yeah, have worked together in the past. I love that like all of his art is like kind of fifteen degrees tilted, mm-hmm. like he puts everything at this weird angle. Like he, he yeah, there he's a really really innovative. I'd love to hear that's your favorite artist. Yeah, I love his the big eyes he does for everybody, yeah. too. It's very interesting. Yeah, so uh, was Doctor Strange your favorite book that he did this year? Is that all he did? Or I guess Spider-Man Deadpool. Spider-Man Deadpool, but I think uh, Doctor Strange, yeah. I, go, I was sad to see that he's no longer doing the art for the like current stuff that's yeah. happening now, but I mean, I just really appreciate it a lot when mm-hmm. he was doing it, so. Um, okay, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Okay. Series. Series. Who, which, which was just the, the, you know, you got a bunch of cakes on the line. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of little sushi cakes going around on the belt. Which sushi cake was the best combination of writing, artist, and story that just made you, yeah, week in, week out, be, make me stop talking. Please the, tell the, me. The big sushi cake <laughs> for me, uh, oh man, the biggest cake was Aquaman. Okay. I did not know how I'd feel about this character. All my perceived notions of him were from old super friend shows and just <laughs> robot chicken how they kind of just turned him into a joke mm-hmm. and it was you and justin that finally convinced me to start reading it and after i mean dan abnett's like first rebirth issue sold me really hard on wanting to find out more about his character and see where he was coming from even to the point where i even started collecting the new 52 jeff johns run the current stuff has been like since the new art on it, like the last several issues have been super good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of the artist on the new one, but I just like it's both, like you said, a combination of both art and writing. Mm-hmm. Not only is like the writing, like Dad Amnett's writing really good and makes me really like the characters that he does for Arthur Curry and for Mira, but the artist has been really super good. I love the transitions from where you have this when they're on the surface, everything's a little bit more earthy tone not as colorful but when every time you go down to like Atlantis it's just beautiful oranges blues like all these colors super like I love the transitions I love how cool it is I love that we have a resident Aquaman guy here at the store dude I'll get in a kiddie pool with a trident <laughs> in the store and I'll wave it around trying man to come people. summer we're just gonna have Aquaman days where we blow up a kiddie pool in the little opening and you can sit there with a stuffed dolphin or a yeah. trident we it's, have a trident at the other store I saw it yeah hanging there it's good I can't believe how much I'm enjoying like the Aquaman run. Every month it comes out, I'm super excited to see it. It's the first one I read when every time it's So it's awesome to hear. Um, Trevor, are you happy to have this year done? Oh, I'm so ready for this year to be done. Yeah. Start on 2018. I do. I mean, I think that 
yeah, 2017 just what a what a piercer. But there were some amazing comic books this year. Like, there, there really, was. This and was the shining part of a real downtrodden year. Yeah, and I think one of them kind of undertone was my issue of the year that kind of kind of summed up 2017 yeah. for me from an outside perspective. And what is it? That's going to be Action Comics 991. So oh, I love it. Yeah, part five of the Oz effect. Um, I wasn't really super engrossed for the most part with what they were doing with the Oz character. Mm-hmm. I didn't find that too, too appealing. But I think after every issue that led up to this from part one to part five of kind of this character telling Superman how bad the world is, showing him that no matter what he does, there's still all this stuff happening, violence, crime, people in need, you know, all this corruption. And it did, this issue did a really good job of summarizing that in two pages at the very end. And that's, Dude, what, that's I, what got me. Is, that's maybe one of my finest Superman moments, mm-hmm. but sorry, continue. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That it definitely was for me because it's just it showing, and it just it's just resonates so strongly with, I mean, our our current time it's just you're looking around at all the stuff that's happening and you're seeing this character who's just having to like he's been dealing with this this whole time like but now he's seeing it in like a new way and it's starting to weigh on him but at the end of the day he's going back to work is what he said he's doing and i think that speaks strongly for the people that are and you know in our society today that are out there doing what Superman does in real life, though. They're going out there and trying to make the world a better place. To quote Mr. Rogers, when things are bad, Mm -hmm. look for the helpers. Mm -hmm. That's what gets you through it. Superman is one of those. That was a great answer. That Mm -hmm. was like, not the issue this year deserved, but the issue that this year needed. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I had to look through again because just to make sure that I felt strongly about what I was going to pick. And I had a couple choices, but I saw this one and... I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I wish this was, like, wish there was something in here. I was like, oh, wait, no, there totally was. Super hopeful. Yeah, and, it like, reading it again, I was just like, yeah, I was like, wow. Like, that was also perfect right before 2018. Yeah. Cause it just, I don't know, it's, like, reinvigorates and reminds me to keep going and, you know, do my part to try to make, I mean, our community, our world a better place. Here, here, Trevor. You're a wonderful guy. Thank you for being on the team. It's Thank been you. awesome to be able to have you as an official member of this here family. Uh, you're making it better, making the store better which is all we can hope to do. So thanks a ton, man. Thank you. We really you. appreciate it. Um, and here's to a better year next year. But I think comics are even going to get better. Dude, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> Trevor, thank you for that thoughtful list. You sweet boy. You sweet, sweet boy. Good one, T-Rex. And I, yeah, T-Rex. Django calls you T-Rex. I call you T-Roddy. I think Action 991, great 2017 issue. We all got to get back to work. Brayden? What? Here we are, 2017. <laughs> uh huh. Series. There's been a lot of them. Yeah. What was the series that got your, got you up in the morning, made you put those socks on your feet and shield yourself from the cold ground? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> definitely Steven Universe. Mm, um, the definitive Braden book in my mind. That was the book that I would wake up in the morning to read. That's the one that would make me feel good um it was uh, written by melanie gilman and drawn by katie farina and there had been steven universe comics before but since they started their ongoing one it matched the tone and style of the show like perfectly 
which I think is hard to do, especially with kids' cartoons where they'll hire, like, you know, some writer to just do, like, a kiddie version for, like, you know, comics for kids and stuff. Mm. And, like, this is... You're a kid. You could probably write this. Yeah, and it's, like, they're... Like, Steven Universe has always been very appealing to, like, multiple age groups, and so is the comic, I think. It's every issue super joyful and like dealing with real problems like there's the one with Stevani with uh like transgender identity issues and it's like that one in particular I've been seeing on some lists as one of the better comics this year that one wasn't my favorite but like every one of them I was just super stoked to read every time um yeah steven universe like i think i would recommend it to more people if i didn't think you had to have at least a basic understanding of the world of steven universe to get into it which i think you could if is there any way how many episodes of steven universe are there um a lot. There's like four or five seasons worth. Are they twenty minutes? Uh, there's they're split into eleven minutes. Okay. Each. So you got your like your classic Doug or Rugrats setup. Oh yeah. Um, if you made a list of your five favorite Steven Universe episodes, uh, I would sit down and watch those five with you in a single sitting any day of the week. Okay. Why don't we do it on this projector? <clears throat> Braden, I'm into it. That'd be Let's fun. do it. Let's do, do it. it. You get a list of either. I know one of them at least. Okay, five either the shorts or the five whole episodes. Cool. I, mm-hmm. I would do, but I'm I'm in to get into the bottom of that case, which I have not cracked at all. The whole oh, episodes but. are shorts. It's like Adventure Time, right? Well, I mean, yeah, they're all like, they're all eleven minutes, but there's some two parters. Oh, okay. yeah, I could I could if I were to pick my five favorite Rugrats episodes, they would be like halves of each episode because each was two yeah. separate stories, right? Um. So I guess that puts me for my favorite series. I had a roll hard time with this one. Uh, I didn't want to say something like Batman, even though I was super excited about Batman every time it was coming out. Fuck! Um, uh, <laughs> and I also didn't want to say Mr. Miracle, because it was only coming out for half the year. I've only gotten five issues from yeah. it, and I, I really found myself excited about it, but it did fall under a category of, like, I needed to save it for the end. I needed to have time around it to appreciate it. <clears throat> and the, the other one would have been Grass Kings, which I... Absolutely love, but I had a real tendency to let that one build up into like three issue chunks that I would read. The issue, like the series that every time I was on an invoice that I was looking at for next week, I got excited about that I was like, oh yeah, that's coming out, um, <clears throat> is Invincible. And this is the last year you'll be able to say that. Um, but yeah, this has been like the final uh, 12 issue arc that he's been doing this year. And Every issue of that is, like, pretty quick, and it's beautifully drawn, and it's got weird emotional twists in it and, like, gut punches. And while uh, while it might, like, I don't know that I ever liked a single issue as much as, like, other series. I think that just consistently it sits at, like, an 8.5 or a 9 for me, and every part of it works and I never know where it's going, and I'm always really, really eager to get it in my hands, and it, like, it's one that I will just sort of, like, cheat and put it on the top of my reading list, even though I try to save my excited ones for the end, because it's, like, just so quick, and I can't wait to find out, like, where the story's at at the end of each single issue. So that's my favorite Robert Kirkman property, hands down, uh, and I'm real sad that it's going to be ending, but I think that this last year has been a, a really good ride for it, and I think that... 
uh, advertising there being like 12 issues as this final run. It was real smart because it made each one feel really special. So yeah, it was that was a good part this year for me. I, uh, man, there are a lot of series I like this year, but um, some of them, some of them aren't just this year. Killer Be Killed, Flintstones, Black Monday Murders, like all those are some of my favorite comics, but they're not, they're not 2017 comics. I think Flintstones is a 2017 comic. It ended in like March. I think that it was like only oh. yeah, like two issues were this year, okay. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, must, it's. It must have been but it's definitely been on year-end lists. It's, yeah, I, it's. I it, it would count. It Both trades year. came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say Batman and the Super Friends, like that arc, so far has been some of my favorite comics this year. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip Black Hammer. Oh, there we go. Which was great. Mm-hmm. Still is. And uh, I'm gonna go with the book that I. I kind of forgot how much I liked until I I read the second to last issue this morning. So I'm not even done with this series yet. It's only six issues long. It's from uh, Boom. And uh, it's got some really cool kind of dystopian past elements to it. And it's got some cool comments on... He's just loving lingering with this and all of us being like, what is this book? It's got, it's got a lot of commentary on religion and power dynamics in society. It's got really interesting representation of non-binary uh, sexuality. Uh, the art is great. What is it, Django? The covers are like Wait. mostly one color. Uh, it's oh, called six. God Shaper. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Which I like it more every time I read another issue. And I've kind of been waiting to read the last two issues. I just read number five last, this morning. And I'm going to go home and read number six. Mm. I, I think that might be like my favorite self-contained story this year. Wow, good pick. Good for Boom, too. And, and, and is that still going? Did it finish? No. It, yeah, it ended. It's over. It was only six issues and... Was it G- Jimmy T.I.V.? No. Are you sure? Yeah. I didn't think so. Goonface was the artist? Goonface was yeah. the artist. That's awesome. I don't think it was James Tinian. Was it? Hey, I, I'm, I'm sorry if everybody's hearing my phone go off. We're all looking at um, internet now. My girlfriend's mom's eardrum popped and she's bleeding out of the ear. Ew. Oh, I looked up God Country. That's, uh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not God Country. Um... Simon yeah. Spurrier. Oh, yeah, Simon Spurrier. Those I get I get those two confused sometimes. Uh, I think because they've done they've both done really good sci-fi books. Jimmy TIV mm-hmm. and Simon Spurrier did the uh, Spire, mm-hmm. I think, oh. which was uh, I'll bet you dig that too, Brandon. Spire-er. Yeah, Spire-er. <laughs> Uh Yeah, so uh, I think I name dropped as many comics as I could. Uh, naming my one favorite. That was good. I did the same thing. I'm not even sure it's my favorite, but it's my favorite right at this minute. Yeah, that's all we can so do. So good. We read a lot of things shift beneath our feet every every day. Yeah. Um, so then Roman. This almost makes me think we should be doing like buckshot rounds of favorites. Oh, God. That would be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It was so hard. Favorite series. Um, oh, boy. Flintstones was in there, but yeah, your reasoning... Batman, Mighty Thor, but I think I'm going to go Silver Surfer mm. for my favorite series. Because mm-hmm. when I narrowed it down to, okay, what are the series I always look forward to that I always have, I know are going to move me. So I, like Silver Surfer, I always would have to be alone or with you guys when I read an issue because I was like, okay, 
This one might make me cry. <laughs> the last one did. The one before that did. It was just such a joyous and poignant portrayal of love. And not, not just romantic love, but familial love with uh, the main character, um, the female lead. Dawn. Yeah, Dawn, with her fam- her father and her sister and everything. Um, it was so yeah, touching. And, and, and the universe bringing them together. Yeah, the universe bringing them. I mean, it was a classic Doctor Who storyline, except in the Marvel Universe, and all about the hero and his companion, and how she's heroic, and had all those great nods to Marvel, co- Marvel cosmic history. I would also say, like, maybe the second most grounded book in Michael Allred's career. Like, mm. for me, I would say that, like, Ecstatics yeah. and Silver Surfer are the easiest way to get Mike Allred art into my life because his art, his work is generally, uh, to me, a little impenetrable. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you do like Mad Men yeah. and Bug and stuff. So both of oh, those, right, like Silver Surfer and Ecstatics are series that like, so yeah, that, yeah. that was, I love being able to get Allred art into my life and almost have it be kind of thoughtless. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a good way. I picked up a damaged copy of the issue where Eternity puts his fingers mm. together to bring uh, Dawn and Silver Surfer mm, yeah. together. And, like, I almost started crying just standing there counting comics. <laughs> it, that, that series is weirdly powerful. Yeah, and something like that, like that image, it's such, such a beautiful visual sequence, and it's so macro and micro at the same time. It's Nobody's like, ever made Eternity do something that visual and yeah. metaphorical at the same time. I, love I should it. hate yeah. that comic. Yeah, you should. Yeah. This is, it goes against yeah. everything that I say I like and don't yes. like. I mean, it has all that stuff in it, but it doesn't care about it. as. I mean, it cares about it, but it doesn't enforce its weird, wonky rules. Yeah, Yeah. well, you could punch it. Sure. Would, yeah. On this, this topic, I would lob Ultimate Squared. Oh. Out there as oh, a series yeah. that ended yeah. really prematurely, and I wish could have gone longer this year, and was one of the highlights of my year, but ended months and months ago. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, um, and my and my yeah. runner-up was Kaiju Max. Oh, I, I goddamn pervert! Yeah. That's my guess. <laughs> it's it's just such an amazing else a pervert. Talk about the pot calling the. There's nothing perverted perv. about that series. <laughs> Giant monsters on the island prison, you know. All the tropes. You got the Electagors, one of the main characters. He's an innocent, well, maybe innocent, monster trapped there. His children are on some other island that he Roman left. totally identifies with the innocent, well, maybe innocent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I understand his pain. You guys, we got Colette. <sighs> Colette's got opinions. Let's hear Colette's opinions. We adore you, Colette. Cut to Colette. Everybody zoom out. We'll get a uh, fade out <laughs> transition. <laughs> Star wipe. <laughs> Colette, good to see you. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Yeah, I guess this little podcast sandwich in the middle of a Friday. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> woo! Um, gosh, good year? Good year. You think so? Yeah. One to ten me on the year. I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to do that with everybody. Oh, I mean, hey. I know, right? Come to think of it, yeah. I don't know. There were some definite highlights throughout the year that I can just focus on. And make it a good year in my mind. Light at the end of the and, tunnel. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but also looking back, like, I don't actually recall most of this year. Yeah. It's one of those ones that was like, wait. Every was, day. <laughs> I guess it's a new, almost a new year. When was, wasn't it just last Christmas? 2017. <laughs> almost didn't happen except for all of the horrible things that happened in it. Yeah. The year that time forgot. Yeah. everlasting effect. There were, however, good parts of the comics industry. Yes. So I've got, I just would love a slight recap. Couple questions, Colette. 
Happy to answer. Why don't you tell me favorite writer 2017? Favorite writer 2017. Uh, I've got my usual favorites, but definitely my favorite for this year. Uh, there's a couple books that I just, every month when they come out, can't wait to read them, make me feel things, make me excited. <laughs> and so that's what I picked out of here is a uh, favorite writer would definitely be Warren Ellis this year. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, Dude's always busy. Mm-hmm. Dude's always putting stuff out. Always putting stuff out and always putting diverse stuff out. Okay, so Warren Ellis. <laughs> so Warren Ellis. What was your favorite? So he's your favorite writer. What was your favorite book he was putting out this year? Uh, Wild Storm has been the most surprisingly awesome book to me. I had no expectation that I was going to like it. I thought, oh, you know, I'll read it, whatever. Yeah. I I know of the original series. I managed to not ever read it, even though we have all of them at home. Yeah, that's to... my relationship as well. Like, yeah. Thank God they're just rebooting it, so I don't have to know anything. Yeah, and I keep reading it and thinking, like, I wonder if I would be getting more from this if I knew who these characters were based on. But at the same time, I really love this I have no idea what is going on in this book 90% of the time, but in the most exciting way possible. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, Warren Ellis is my favorite writer of the year, even though he's put out so much other stuff, 99% because of Wildstorm. And just what an engaging, fascinating, tightly wound web of story it is. Mm-hmm. Favorite artist of the year. Favorite artist of the year would have to be Sean Gordon Murphy mm. for uh, for White Knight, and he kind of gets he gets some little extra bonus points over some of my other favorite artists just because he's writing and drawing <laughs> just, this book, and it's so good. How can an artist like man? I usually when an artist starts writing a book, I'm a little like okay, mm-hmm. but like he's really there's good so at much depth to it. I. I read plenty of books that are done by artists that I love, like Spider-Gwen. I love Spider-Gwen. Latour is a fantastic artist. Um, White Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I, but usually, like, you've got a, an artist who, who writes, and they're usually fun stories, but they're mi- often missing a little bit of that mm-hmm. depth of story, that interconnected... That thing that Warren Ellis is so good yeah, at. Yeah, that's so good at. And this story is meaty, and you know that there's, like so many little interconnected things and moments that are going to lead to something later. And and in just the prettiest way. And I think because he does such amazing art and has created this cool in-depth story, he's really doing a great job of having the art tell the story as Mm -hmm. much as the dialogue. Um, All right, we're cruising down the list Mm -hmm. here. I left my very important um, (laughs) list of all my questions, but... uh, Favorite series of the year. Favorite series of the year was Grass Kings. Yeah. Oh, man, that yeah. book makes me happy. It's, I love getting to ask people these questions before I've ironed down my list, because I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what I would... Maybe it is Grass Kings. I don't know. But tell well, me about it. Well, when you first asked me or gave me the questions earlier, I was just like, drew a blank. This was the one answer that I knew for well this and my favorite single issue like popped into my head immediately and then I had to walk around the store and just like oh yeah I love this oh yeah Warren Ellis is my favorite like, it, was just, <laughs> it was that like oh I don't know so many amazing things that I read this year and but this was my no question I love this book I it's just such a beautiful combination of of incredible storytelling the simplicity of the writing for this deep, complex world, all these, the, there's just 
one page will be one moment and it's there's so much depth to what's going on with those characters with so little dialogue and yeah. so little uh, I <laughs> it's it's something that I lose my words. I lose my ability to talk about it when I'm talking about it. <laughs> no, and that yeah. to me means it's like, it's very good. I feel this book. I don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I great choice. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't agree with you more. That brings us to favorite issue, single issue of the year, 2017. What do you got? Colette? My favorite issue of the year is actually probably my favorite issue of the last many years Mm. i the batman annual number two Mm. that came out this year made me feel things that i have not (laughs) felt reading a comic i damn you tom king oh my god that i was not expecting like everybody had told me it was great and i so i I put it to the top of my pile like all right i usually let batman kind of pile up and i read it all at once on a week long weekend or something and i i picked it up and i i Second page, there's that little shot in in Porky's bar. And I'm like, oh, that's such a cool little reference. Oh, it's that universe. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. I just kind of expected, oh, that's why everybody loved it so much. Because it's these, like, weird little moments and cool references. And it was so poignant and beautiful and just love. Like, that is the best, one of the best depictions I've ever seen of of a love story on the page. Did you cry? Oh, bald. Okay, good. Yeah, I, yeah. I also I like <laughs> sobbing. Yeah, here's like an emotional bomb for you. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. That's yeah. on my list of the books I have to choose from. Yeah, it's been a long time since I happy sobbed about something. And yeah. I cry pretty easily, but that yeah. was a cathartic, beautiful moment, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, but Colette, Jeffrey, thank you for another year. You've been a huge help here for as long as you've been working here and before you were working here. And you're a dear, dear part of the family. And it's the middle of the shift, so we won't tear up. But I'm incredibly, (laughs) incredibly grateful to have you here. You're a wonderful person, a wonderful friend, a wonderful worker. Um, The shop and the customers are very lucky to have you. So thanks for for decompressing with us for a moment after a a year that has been trying, to say the least. But uh, this place is always a, a highlight for me. So thank you. Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, emotional at work. Oh, no. Not surprising. Well, I absolutely love this place. This is my refuge in a lot of ways. This is where I get to feel connected to something greater, and I love being here. I love all you guys so much. I love our customers. It's so amazing to get to have such a genuine connection with people you would never have had any sort of interaction with otherwise. And I just feel so grateful to have had this last year at this shop and more to come. I can't believe I'm getting close to two years working here. Um, All right. Well, uh, back to the room of people podcasting. Back to that. Bye. Thanks, Colette. I'm not drinking this year. Django's New Year's resolution is not drinking at all, especially not on January 2nd today. Favorite issues, single issues, I think it's gone around the table, now I start. Um, I, if I were to pick a runner-up, it would have been, I think... Um, Batmanual? I think my runner-up would have been tied um, for either Batman White Knight number two, which I think was one of the most innovative things to do with a a point of comic books that really frustrates me, which is sort of like 
um, Harley Quinn right now. That's mm-hmm. the thing that really frustrates me in terms of just like talking to little kids and and how popular she is. Um, and and the the really interesting thing that he did with that character, I think, was phenomenal. Um, and then I would also say that uh, Grass King's number eight was one of the, the finest issues mm. that I read. But if I had to pick one, it was Batman Annual number two. Um, which I do think was perfect. I think on the podcast I gave it like a 9.5 and then I changed it to a 10 as we were talking about it. But Mm. I do think that that is the most I felt reading a comic book this year. Uh, Big arguments for Batman 37, which also made me sort of... uh, question and reframe my definition of what, like what love and successful relationships are and then also made me laugh i guess the reason that one gets as many kudos is because it also made me laugh where batman annual number two didn't really make me laugh but it made me feel a great deal and i would put it up there with like uh the five best batman issues of all time that so. annual made me laugh out loud batman annual two yeah okay when when she's running away from him yeah. and he's dressed as bruce instead of batman and she's yeah. like what are you going to do if you jump out of this window and all the police see you dressed up like that, Bruce? I just think that it was, like, masterful comic booking. And uh, I think Lee Weeks did an awesome job on the art. I think the only thing that... Yeah, I think he was great on it. I would have loved to see Mitch Garrett's draw some portion of that art. Um, But, yeah, that, that, I think, single issue of the year, that would be it. And I, I hate that so many of those were in the last, like, two months. But they, it's Oscar season, baby. Yeah, they know. Crank some stuff out, so they know this is when everybody's making their lists. Oh yeah. What about you, Jago? Uh, I would say my my favorite single issue was. Um, well, you might think that it was the Batman Elmer Fudd. I I thought about that for myself. Which I think I might have liked close to as much as I liked any other comic this year. Um, the Batman Annual for me is tied with Doomsday Clock. Oh, and they're very, very different comics. Uh, I think that the Batman Annual number two, it just got me in all of my romance holes, and uh, it it made me like, um, I don't know, it it made me feel like there is like an eternal kind of love, and and like he he nailed the flirting, they nailed the expressions, everything about it was was wonderful and it made me tear up twice i gave it to erica she was sitting on the couch and doesn't read batman and she felt the same way like she hardly reads any comics but that one that one kept her kept her reading the whole way through and and gave her the same reactions uh and doomsday clock i think was just a really difficult comic done really really well i'm glad somebody is has that on their list somewhere because like i yeah um, this I struggled this one too, but yeah, Batman Annual too. <laughs> My runner-up was like this, and I forgot to write down the issue number: the Silver Surfer like penultimate issue, mm. where he some spoilers he ages himself using the power of cosmic, so he can age naturally with Dawn in like this time bubble type universe in a way, like from and, when she's a kid. And that was the one after. Oh, that was oh, the one okay. after. Before that, when she dies, how he ages himself. So he grows old, gets to grow old with her. And then when she passes away, he goes back to, you know, regular Norrin Rad. We're a bunch of, 
We're a bunch of saps. sappy fuckers. <laughs> I don't think that we are particularly sappy fuckers. I think we are right in the realm of what human beings are. Romance comic. Romance comic. <laughs> romance comic. Like, is there any chance that that just means that you're a human being, and, and <laughs> you know the reason that romance has such a large emphasis in life is because maybe it brings a lot of meaning to people's lives. Not everybody. Not saying it has to, but I like to think I'm superhuman, Jeff. Braden, what's your favorite romance comic of the year? Uh, Punisher Platoon. Number two. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Pump Platt. Blue uh, Eyes. P Platt. <laughs> my favorite series. Well, my favorite cop. My favorite issue um, was. Almost more on the tail end oh. of 2016. Oh! No, I got nothing. It was uh, the final issue of uh, Hellcat. Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. His first... It's number wait, 17. That was your first episode on the podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh, my first 10. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> um, it epitomized everything I loved about that series and everything I wanted more of in superhero comics and it also had kate leth and Brittany williams writing and drawing jubilee like the best she's ever been and i've always loved that character because i've grown up with the animated series x-men and she's gone through a lot she's been like a vampire and gone through all these weird phases of how comics have portrayed her but like this is the first time she felt just like fucking cool and just like and in that final issue she takes everyone to the mall which I loved. Is and that it, the issue that we all read together on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um I don't remember it. I wish I did. It was it was great. She they they they're all worn out after their, you know, 16 issues of adventures and <laughs> Jubilee takes everyone to the mall and shows them how to enjoy it properly and have a good time. <laughs> They meet up with some old uh, kids from, like, earlier in the series that were up to shenanigans. It, I don't know, every 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 issue of that was just lovely and heartwarming and sometimes heartbreaking. But that, that final issue just kind of wrapped it all up so nicely. And, like, it made me feel so good and so sad that it was ending. Um, and I wish, like, the fact that it ended is... One of my sadnesses about 2017 is that more comics like that haven't survived, particularly at Marvel. But um, one more thing to read: we have another employee here who works two jobs and uh, is also uh, a moonlighter at Film Is Truth. And I guess she probably moonlights here, actually, um, <laughs> because she was originally at Film Is Truth. But Darcy, who is wonderful, and I was not able to get. Um, any shifts uh, together with to be able to do an interview with her, but her favorite books of the year, um, her favorite graphic novel was Sticks Angelica Folk Hero by Michael DeForge, who Justin is also a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, her favorite ongoing series was Shade the Changing Girl. Her favorite single issue was Generation Gone number five. Hmm. Yeah. And her favorite, yeah, it was a great issue. And her favorite artist was Emil Ferris, who mm-hmm. did my favorite thing is monsters. And then her writer of the year was Jillian Tamaki, who did release Boundless this year and has released um, some like really, really good uh, OGNs in the past, like this one summer and oh, yeah. uh, Boundless and a couple uh, of them. Her, her, 
She and uh, Mariko Tamaki. Yeah, her sister? Sister, yep. yeah. They've both written a lot, so I get confused over who, right, who's written I do what. Two, and one of them has done more Marvel stuff. Yeah, uh, Mariko Tamaki yeah. does. She does, like, Hulk slash She-Hulk now. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, I so need... Thank you, Darcy. Yeah, that was a good list. I've been wanting to check out Shade the Changing Girl for a long time. I need to read the My Favorite Things Monsters. Yeah, that's that's been on and, my radar balance, for like this entire year. I've been like, I need yeah. to check that book out. Yeah. We need to keep yeah. it in stock long enough to check out. Well, they need to keep it in print long enough for stores to keep it in stock. Shit, it's a vicious cycle. It's they need to make worse cycle. comics so we don't have to try to get them back in when they're out of print. Well, Braden, you had a book that you wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of tricky because it didn't quite fit snugly into any of these categories but cut all right that's it let's go guys <laughs> <laughs> no what you meant to say was cat cat uh, boy cat boy <laughs> cat boy uh which was one of the best things i've read this whole year is the closest i've felt to reading teen dog back in the day like that book is my all-time every year best best of the year book but yeah catboy was you know it was different but the vibe it kind of had the humor and the style felt very similar it's based on a web comic but the book had like some extra stuff just beautiful like cute art like they wearing the two main characters are wearing different outfits like in every little arc they do and they're all amazing um, is there, does anybody else have 2017 stuff that they want to bring up? Any, any well, art, social endeavors, uh, political platforms, movies is like 2017 is done. Is there anything worth mentioning? Like I have a couple things that I want to mention of just, uh, the things I know Braden knows what they are cause we were just talking about it, but, uh, the stuff that like really got me through 2017. Mm. Well, I got like best star Wars movie. Yeah. That was, uh, the last Jedi. Sure. Um, best Francis McDormand movie. Okay. I would say it was three billboards outside of okay. Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, I would say the best novel that I read. Just kidding. I didn't read a novel. Oh, no. I read a Longmire novel. Mm. Uh, the best Longmire TV show that I watched was Longmire. Uh, was there a good like Netflix show, TV show? Anything? Longmire, baby. Okay. I don't know what that is. It's a cowboy detective show. Nice. Yep. Oh. Um, man, I don't know. I didn't... I can't think of a TV show that I really loved. Everybody else like loves a Punisher. Westworld this year or something. Westworld was good, but I think that was last year. And oh. I don't even know that I would put that in oh. my top. Well, anything. you forgot to watch American Gods, so that's I true. I watched most of that. I watched. I finished it like a month ago or so. Did you really like that? I really, I really, really liked it. Okay. I've been digging Black Mirror. I, I don't know. I got new season that just dropped like yesterday. Yeah, I watched the the first one with Jesse. Uh, Jesse Plemons, Plemons, Jesse Plemons. Oh yeah, I like him. Yeah, he plays a creepy Spock character. It was really well, good, and I think Mike Allred did some art and posters oh, on that. Oh. I have a couple things that I want to mention for this year. What's your favorite napkin, Jeff? Um, I have all my notes on napkins. Um, <clears throat> uh, last year, I watched the documentary uh, OJ Made in America, mm-hmm. and that was one of the best things that I've ever ever put in me that was when you couldn't stop talking about orange juice i like couldn't stop talking about just fruits in general um that was actually the same week that we moved stores so i was like not sleeping because we we're moving stores <laughs> and i was not sleeping because i needed to watch this like huge documentary 
Um, but this year, in terms of a documentary, I'm half, like, today I'm halfway through The Vietnam War by Ken Burns, and Roman and Django know it's all I want to talk about right now. Um, he thinks that we were in the Vietnam War because well, there's like no old. concept of age. Yeah, I'm learning it now. Um, but it's No, we it's, read a lot of warp conks about the Vietnam uh, War. Yeah. It's fascinating and amazing, and Trent Reznor, Reznor does the score, and that I think oh. it's... I really like documentaries, and I really like when there's, like, um, where, like, if you walk out of the room and fill up a glass of water and you come back in and you miss shit, like, I really like that. Like, if you like, miss 45 seconds and you're lost, I like that density of information, and this is much like the OJ documentary, the only thing that, like, has really, like, put that density of information out there. So I love being a sponge for something I am totally ignorant of. The other two things that I would say are the absolute highlight of 2017 for me would be WWE. <laughs> um, that kept me sane and happy uh, week in, week out. I started watching the, the new weekly televised, televised episodes of that this year. And that is, you guys have all listened to it. Uh, you've heard I want to talk about that as much as I can. So I, uh, wrestling this year was just a hilarious break from reality that i absolutely needed my favorite uh album of the year is hot dad doing wrestling songs yeah that's the best <laughs> thing ever i've traveled up and down the west coast of america to see wrestling shows i've listened and watched more wrestling stuff than is yeah advisable um and then the thing that was the absolute best for me if anybody out there is looking for a podcast recommendation, was my brother, my brother oh, and me, yeah. which I know Braden is an avid fan of, and they also have a podcast called The Adventure Zone, which is uh, the three brothers playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with their dad. But I listened to that entire seventy episode podcast, which each episode is like an hour and a half to two hours, <laughs> this year, and I listened to about two hundred episodes of their weekly, like hour and a half, hour and fifteen minute long podcast, and that was maybe the best funniest happiest art that i engaged in so if i could summarize this year and i guess in two things it would be wwe and my brother my brother and me and i yeah anybody else things they liked there, there, there's lots of things i like little moments are popping up little special moments um a friend of mine took me to a i lived here 25 years took me to a spot walking distance from here that i'd never i'd never been to before was, was it under a bridge it was actually off an overpass. I knew it. But yeah, overlooking GP. But I'd never actually been to that spot. And I just love things like that. Another friend up at Wacom Falls Park, she surprised me, made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <gasps> I haven't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich since I was like, I don't know, 10? Roman. Which I know sounds weird, he but... He won't eat them if you ask him. He I decided sometime them. when I was 10 or so that I didn't like them. Oh, gosh. I had this sandwich with her. Oh, my God. It was such an amazing sandwich. I'm saving myself for the sandwich in the middle of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all those kind of... Mo I mean, there's all sorts of... I mean, was Jessica Jones last year? Was that the year before? The TV show? Um, that was at the a couple years story. ago. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Was it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just missed yeah, it. Yeah, so I can't quite name shows because I'm not sure what came out what year. <laughs> yeah. um, my favorite... Uh, show slash cartoon which is kind of like a comic book that moves um <laughs> and talks is uh, little witch academia the netflix series that came out in 2017 is that little witch academia is that related mm -hmm. to my hero nope is it related to really? the lunch witch nope is it related to the book the little witch i don't think so okay um that's all we got no i was, I was thinking witch boy 
No. Oh, oh that's yeah. Catboy. It was. <laughs> it, they they uh, made a couple shorts of it before and like a couple other things, but like the 2017 Netflix series they did uh, was like a whole two season series with a full complete story. It's like it's got the full like anime treatment, and it was. It it definitely helped me get through 2017. It renewed my faith in people, mm. in magic, in comics because I, would, I will I, watch this anime recommendation you're i can't believe we're just spilling this out now. it would uh the main character was very into um like traditional showmanship style magic and like making people happy but she's going to this academy where everyone's all like oh magic's you know dying and people <laughs> don't care anymore and we have to remember all the like great magic stuff and like you know all the official and like you know old kind of boring sure. magics and you know they all kind of viewed the showmanship style stuff as kind of like tacky and like you know unrefined just like entertainment stuff mm-hmm. rather than like real spells and like every time they talked about magic i would just switch it with comics and like people <laughs> talking about you know oh stale comics <clears throat> in this industry and i was like no comics should make people happy and bring that happiness to other people is so wonderful and that's what she tries to do with magic, like, every episode, even in the face of, like, huge adversity that she overcomes. It made me cry and laugh and just be, like, confident in myself and humanity. Here, here. If 2017 wow. could have done cool. anything for us, that's a good thing. Man, okay. I was, I was going to say that I just realized I really, really liked Ozark from Netflix. Oh. Uh, it does exactly the opposite of that. It's Jason <laughs> Bateman as Breaking Bad. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> really well done. Accountant has to launder money or he'll be killed. And so will his family. And so will his friends. And so he moves to the Ozarks and tries to become business partners with people at strip clubs and uh, boat launches in order to launder <laughs> an ungodly amount of money. And nothing goes well. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how long they can sustain it, but I'm absolutely in for the next season. I, or two. I really want to watch that. Ronnie Doyle turned me on to that. He had nothing Ooh. but rave reviews to say about it. So, speaking of Ronnie Doyle, I'd like to give my uh, my favorite listener of 2017 is you, who listen to the show, review the show, and tell your friends about the show. Oh, if God, uh, if that sounds that like you, yeah, you're saying uh, you. okay. If, if that sounds like you, you're our favorite. So 2017 is over. If you're listening to this, thanks so much uh, for listening to it. Uh, please write a review on <laughs> iTunes or Facebook or anywhere that you can write a review. Your podcast Google, app, maybe Google, no. I don't know. Thank you. Um, pl- yeah, if you're listening, please go do that. Uh, also, we would really, really love to hear from you for any reason. If you have questions, or if you just want to tell us that you like the show or anything, or that we're wrong, yeah, tell us you're wrong. I would love your favorite. Yeah, please. I also we pronounce things wrong all the time. Yeah. Um, I've heard from a couple listeners who are thinking about calling in. Just call in. Like we have nothing prepared when we show up in this room. Yeah. Or send us an audio file. Like I called in and I screwed it up over and over and over. And I was super embarrassed, and I – this is to another podcast. I okay. called into iFanboy, um, and I ended up just sending them a, an audio file because I couldn't get my words right. So 
I w- yeah, I also want to say just a year-long huge, huge thank you to Nick Waite for letting us use his music as our intro and outro music every week, and it's just fun to always like pick a new song. Is it W A I T E? W A I T E. Yeah. Good. No, sorry, T E. That's you what just I said. said. That good. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> spelled right on the website, by the nice. way. Nice. Um, and I would Close really one. encourage anybody who likes this podcast and just wants to listen to some like nice, awesome Adult Swim esque bumper music to go to his SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash stemmingway. S T E M I N G W A Y. He's an awesome guy. Um, 2017, guys. I think 2018 is going to be better. I'm optimistic. The Ocho. The Ocho. The Ocho. <laughs> Big fans. Any uh, sign-off notes? Anybody? Uh, Give us I'm a Django. call. Sorry. Oh, call us? 1-619-663-7336. Call us about anything. Call us because call us you're sad or you're happy or you, you smell bad yeah, or you smell good. Don't forget to put Tie. that one in there um, at the beginning. But, yeah, please please do give us a call. Like We love being up here, but like we love hearing from you guys with whatever you could have to say. Um, it's definitely not a waste of our time. Uh, I'm Django, and uh, I tend to like covers that have a lot of red and yellow in them. I'm Jeff, and I'm definitely a creature of habit, and it's hard for me to pick favorites outside of the couple things that I know I really like. <laughs> I'm Braden, and 2017 can rot in heck. I'm, I'm Roman, I'm really looking forward to Plastic Man in 2018. Dude, oh, there is yeah. gonna be a Plastic Even Man. Even though we changed the red costume. Red and yellow. Oh, it's white.